Cleveland Browns are back at practice on Tuesday as preparations for the playoffs have begun here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, and the team has turned the page to the Houston Texans and Super Wild Card Weekend. Today on From the Podium, we're going to hear from four players and from head coach Kevin Stefanski to preview the Houston Texans and the first game of the playoff. The players started the day in the locker room, and quarterback Joe Flacco was up first. He talked about his message to the team about how the playoffs are different and also how this team could compare to the 2012 Ravens. Joe, when you go back to the uh, the 2012 playoff run, what was it about that team um, going into that run that you guys were able to capitalize on and um, you know for you personally how were you feeling going into those playoffs and did you catch you know kind of a hot streak at the right time we had been through through so much as a team at that point so I think we were able to draw on a lot of that to have confidence um, you know when you look back at that one we lost three games at the end of the year in a right in a row but I think we were nine and two going into that so like you can say that we hit a hot streak for sure, but like we were just a really good football team for a few years there, um, and we had a lot of confidence because of that. We had been through a lot together. Um, not that everybody was the same, but there was a lot of key guys on that team that had been around for a while and been through a handful of playoff games. Um, so you know, so we were battle tested in, in that respect. I, I just think every team has got its own little unique personality, and that one had it. And. You know, like I said, there was a lot of things that went into why we were able to have the confidence to get through it. Obviously, the teams are different, but this team has gone through a lot, too, to get to this point. Is that something that, that you guys can draw on? I think so. Yeah, it always helps to go through tough times and, um, you know, truly be tested, uh, whether that's, you know, injuries or close games, um, you know, finding your identity, things like that. But the, uh, they all help. You, you had a really uh, unbelievable run individually that – um you know a bunch of things just came together right at the right time uh we kind of manipulated our front a little bit uh with who was starting um in our, in our offense um on our offensive line and i think that really was a big part of it um you know and then things just kind of go your way there's a little bit of uh, you know, fate that's involved there. I mean, we uh, got off to a good start with a home game against Indy, and then you know went and played a crazy game in Denver, and then we went back to New England where we had had some history. I mean, that was the third playoff game I think I had played up there at that point. So, like I said, like I just in that unique uh, instance, you know, we had been up there a bunch of times, and we had lost an AFC Championship game there the year before. So there was definitely things that we could draw on at that time. So you how many you, prepare, you prepared? to face opponents, you know, a second time a lot in your career. Is there anything different going into this week that you you do differently? You just you, you just go prepare. I mean, uh, I've said it to some of the guys, like, there's not this daunting task of, like, getting ready to prepare for 20 games. You're preparing for one game, and that's it. You're, you're promised one game here. So I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think that's something good to fall back on. Like, I think you can get comfort in that one game. Prepare as hard as you can for one week. And then when that's all done, we'll pick up and see where we're at. Um, you know, as far as playing these guys a couple weeks ago, I'm sure there's things that we'll take, uh, you know, from the time that we played them. But each game is its own unique uh, challenge. 
and these guys are a good football team, uh, and we're excited for the opportunity to go play, go play a tough game. How important do you think playoff experience is, and in what ways does it help, having been there before? Um, I'm sure there's a, a level of importance to it in terms of letting the football game come to you, not not necessarily riding too high and riding too low when things happen, realizing that it is another football game. Um, but ultimately, the most important thing in, in, in playoff games is executing your fundamentals to the highest degree. And I don't think that that, that necessarily takes experience to do. It, it just uh, it just takes you staying level-headed and playing within yourself. So how do you account for your personal record in the postseason on the road, the second only to Brady as far as number of wins on the road? How do you account for that? Uh, like I said, I think it just goes back to doing the basics the right way, um, not overthinking what it means to go on the road, uh, just going and playing a good football game. And, you know, when the dust settles, you, like I said, you pick your head up and you see where you are. Can you think back to I think any time you get to be in the playoffs and win football games, there's some party that takes pride in that, no matter where it is. Um, it's it's this is what this is what we we go to work for every day is to be in this position and to play these types of games. So I I I think we should all hold our head high. Like we earned the right to be playing uh, this Saturday, and you should you know gain something from that. Um, but like I said, once you once you lace them up and once you're actually out in the field, none of that matters. Joe, Can you think back to the Texans found out on Christmas Eve what happens when they don't pressure you? How do you feel they'll adjust to that? I you know I'm not in their heads. Uh, I, I think that we'll have our plan, and as long as we execute our plan, then you know it, all that stuff will kind of fall into place. Um, Listen, when you, when you play in this league, a lot of these games come down to getting pressure on the quarterback. And there's multiple ways to do that. Do you do that with your front? Do you do that by putting pressure with your, you know, by bringing linebackers, by bringing secondary guys? Um, so we'll see. I mean, our offensive line's done a great job uh, since I've been here. And like I said, there's gonna be times where teams come try to pressure you. And those usually lead to opportunities if you're on top of your stuff. So, um, it, it's just part of the game. Every week you have to be ready for teams to do that, and that's part of prepping as an offense. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not in Houston, and, and I don't really know what's going through those guys' heads. So we're just going to prepare like we always do. Joe, can you think you back to C.J. Stroud this season? And did you get to watch him at all on Saturday night? And what are, what are your thoughts on him going against you guys this time? I've only gotten to watch him a little bit, but he's been really impressive. Just. You know, just from afar, like in terms of his decision making and the way everything's kind of looked, like you can tell he can throw the ball. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance. It's not like I follow, follow college football a ton. Um, and Ohio State always has somebody, it seems like, the last few years that are getting drafted in the top uh, of the uh, draft in the spring. Um, but it seems like he has a lot of arm talent. And the impressive part is the fact that he's been able to make really good decisions all year. Um, so a lot of credit to him for sure. Can you think back to your first playoff game, Joe? Were you overwhelmed at all, or did you have that attitude that you're talking about? Now? You know what? We uh, I, we played Miami. We were down in Miami. We played them earlier in the year and played a good game against them. So I think we just, you know, 
I, I can't remember the exact emotions that were going through my body, but I'm sure they were pretty much the same that, that I deal with today. Uh, I don't remember being overwhelmed or anything. Um, we had a good football team that year, and like I said, we had played them and beat them earlier in the year, so I think we drew you know, maybe something from that. You know, I was probably naive to a certain extent because it probably didn't matter, but um, you know, as a, as a rookie, you're just trying to, you, you, you truly are trying to keep things as simple as possible and do the basics. And I think, like I said earlier, I think that does lend itself uh, well to playing your best football in the playoffs. So, Joe, when Amari has a game like he did in your first two games, how different do you expect them to approach him to you know, not let that happen again? Yeah, listen, I mean, I think anytime somebody plays like that, uh, you're, you're definitely not going to, you're definitely going to go into that game and say, all right, we're not getting beat by that guy again. Um, but once again, it, it's not my job to worry too much about that. It's my job to go out there and play on Saturday and just you know do what the do what the defense tells me. And you don't want to overthink it either. You know it, it, you don't want to you know not you don't want to take your head off of Amari just because you think that they're going to have some gigantic plan for him. Uh, we got to be ready for everything. What were the benefits of the Cincinnati weekend to you? Well, I think ultimately it's just to. This team has gone through a lot, and I think just as a whole, being able to get guys that have been dealing with stuff for the last 20 weeks, you know, since since, since they've come back for training camp, to give them a chance to kind of get off of their feet again and get a little mental uh, breather and get ready for this week. It's you, uh, defense, though, when you study them going into this game, uh, does that defense look any different from when you played them on Christmas Eve these last couple of weeks here, did they change anything? There's slight differences. They have some different guys that are back or, or a little bit more banged up. Um, like I like we just talked about Amari. Maybe they'll maybe they'll do certain things with, with them. But I think um, I think this defense believes in what they do ultimately, and they're going to do what they think they do well. They're going to do that. Um, so there there's always going to be little wrinkles, but it's our job to attack. Um, and prepare for what they do well and then adjust from, from there. Joe, you've been talking about January football since you got here and what it's like. Do you address the team this week about any of that, or has that just kind of been addressed in the process? Of well, uh, you know, we, we, we had a team meeting yesterday, and, and we were able to address that a little bit, and, you know, and, and just hear from some different uh, different stories about, you know, what playoff football is all about and stuff like that. And, it, and you know, how much does that ultimately mean? You never know, but it is cool to hear um, some different perspectives on, um, you know, on what people feel like it takes to, to win at this time of the year. So, so you did speak uh, a little bit. <laughs> what does it take to win? Last one. I'll say it again. It, you know, everybody, um, you know, everybody puts so much thought into what it takes to win these games, and it's. It's doing the simple things the best you can and just playing good fundamental football. And um, this is the time of the year where that stuff shows up. You know, obviously there's going to be plays made and guys are going to make a name for themselves that, you know, you know, something's going to happen over the next five weeks that we're going to remember forever. But and that and and those are the things that you kind of see. But it's it's just about playing fundamental physical football and uh, playing a full 60 minutes. And no matter what's going on at the moment, being able to uh, keep the blinders on and, and keep moving forward. Did you uh, play D'Amico? You're almost the same age. Can you imagine being a 
head coach right now? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I've never had any aspirations of being a coach. Um, I guess if I really, really thought hard about it, you could wrap your head around certain aspects of it. But man, like just all that you have to deal with being a head coach and you know the way you have to be in front of the team every single day. Um, I think more so just the scheme part of it. I think as a player, there's a certain part of it that you know. And as a quarterback, you're always simplifying things so that you can go out there and play fast. But to be on top of everything and to be able to teach every single position on an, on an offense or defense and then like put it all together and build it, uh, it it's impressive. Uh, it's, it's really impressive. And I know he's played and I know he's been in it, but it's, it's different than teaching other people. So yeah, uh, it, it's, it's definitely pretty cool to see. You can see obviously that he's been motivated since he's been done playing and probably even at some point when he was playing to do something like this. So yeah, a lot of credit. Quarterback Greg Newsom the second was next. He talked about how good Texans wide receiver Nico Collins is. And if he's had time to reflect on what's been a good season for him so far. Greg, wild, wild just something we thought about. Um, just trying to do something creative, you know, each weekend. What what's not better than the Uno wildcard glasses? Are you good at that game? I'm a, I'm amazing. Yeah. Are you a better corner or uh, wild? Uh, See, that's like it's debatable. That's just like one of those is Michael Jordan a goat or LeBron. So I think it's um, debatable. Yeah. What are your thoughts going into this game? You guys already won down in Houston, but now you got to play him again in a one-game season. Uh, man, first just just blessed and excited, man. Um, just for the opportunity. Um, this is my first time getting to the playoffs, so just super excited. But, I mean, obviously the challenge of playing a team twice. Um, as you can see, us just, for instance, us in our division, losing to the Ravens once, beating them the second time. It's, it's hard to beat a team twice. So um, our mentality is just to go in there, we know some things won't go our way. That's the game of football. But just to stay together like we've been the whole, the whole entire season. Greg, how different does this team look with CJ from, from what you guys have watched so far? And just the challenge of going against the two teams um, I mean, a, a lot different. Um, I mean, CJ is one of, I mean, not just the, the best rookie quarterback, but he's the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the whole entire NFL. So um, he presents a lot of challenges for us, but um, I think we're up for the challenge. How important was it for you, Greg, to have that uh, Sunday off when you guys played the Bengals? Um, it was important. Um, obviously, man, I missed it. Um, I hate just sitting there and not playing. Uh, but it was definitely important just to get my body a little bit, you know, more fresh, just to get into this, you know, final final four-game stretch. Greg, have you had time to reflect at all kind of where you were last year, unsure about your role and kind of where you are now you know, going into the playoffs. You seem pretty happy. Is there time to kind of reflect as to where things have come here? Nah, um, just because, you know, my role is still continuing right now. Um, we, st we still got a lot of football left to play. So, um, you know, reflection normally comes at the end of the season. Uh, but right now I'm just trying to, you know, whatever my role is, this playoffs, try to do it to the best of my ability. What about their receiver, Nico Collins? I mean, obviously it seems like they've established a connection with Tate Dell still out. He's big, the challenge of going against him for you guys. Big guy, um, great at the catch point, can run a, a bunch of routes, but he's just a big target. So um, he's a guy, you know, you got to be in phase with, you got to play physical with him. Um, great receiver as well. And I think him and CJ, 
are one of the you know better duos in the league for sure. Linebacker Sione Taki Taki was up next. He talked about how things are different than the 2020 playoff run for this team and what difference C.J. Stroud makes when he's playing in the Texans' offense. You know, just 2020 season was a little different because it was COVID. Yeah. And so we couldn't really be around each other. You know, we had meetings online. We couldn't have team meetings together. We couldn't have position meetings together. And so, you know, it kind of, you know, you, you kind of don't get those, you know, time that you would have in the building with each other and even outside of the building with yeah. each other. So it kind of, you know, makes a, little, a lot of things awkward. But, you know, this team, we were able to be around each other all year and build those relationships. And I feel like it's paying for us, you know, late in the season going into the playoffs. Do you think that this team then is more prepared? Not that you weren't prepared in 2020, but do you think you're more prepared as a group this year? Uh, Yeah, I would say we were prepared in 2022, but I, I do feel like, you know what I mean, it's, it's something, that extra umph that we got. Um, just with all the veteran presence that we have, that who've been there, McLeod, Flacco, Do, um, all the coaches who've been there and have had a lot of success, I feel like that kind of what gets us that extra bump that we need going into the playoffs. Just all those stories, the veteran presence. I feel like AB did, did a great job, you know, acquiring all those guys um, who've been in, to the playoffs, have r- ran in there late, and then gotten made it to the Super Bowl, the big dance. So I feel like that that definitely gives us advantage. I think you said it right there. You know, just his 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 ability to run and pass. He has that ability, so I feel like that's really uh, what's going to make the difference for for us preparing for him. Just like when you prepare any dual threat quarterback, and then he's very young, but he's really good. He's shown the flash on tape. Obviously, he's a front runner for uh, offensive rookie of the year. He has been, you know, watching on tape. He's a really good, per, um, you know, player. He could throw the ball really well. He can use his legs when he needs to. Um, so it's going to be we're, we're we're up for the challenge, man. It's going to be a good one for us. What's the biggest challenge in facing a team for a second time that's not from the division? Yeah, you you could kind of learn from your mistakes before. I feel like they didn't have their trigger guy the first uh, first time around, so they're going to have some stuff for us. I feel like you know we're facing us the same team but without without their quarterback it's a, it's a different you know a different view so having their guy um, it's, it's going to be a bigger challenge for us wrapping up the day in the locker room was linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa he talked about the mindset the team has going into the playoffs and what he sees when he watches the Texans offense on tape Jeremiah I know you obviously the first time around you guys you know prepared somewhat for CJ because there was at least a somewhat uncertainty from now that you can prepare him fully for him, how much different are they compared to what you saw a couple of weeks ago? Yes, it's a little more blank um, based upon like what um, you know their concepts are, what uh, we'll be expecting. We have more footage on CJ. Uh, then we did the last quarterback, so it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, of course, you know, reference to personnel would be a challenge. You know, CJ um, is the type of player that gives, just an awesome player. Um, and then they have the you know, real good backs, real good lines. So it be a challenge for us overall, but um, it'll be a little bit more understood because we have more footage. The fact that he's a rookie quarterback gives Schwartz yeah. any edge at all. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think it's like an uh, edge thing where you, know, you come in and he's a rookie quarterback and you know, he may struggle with this, he may struggle with that. I think he's he's uh, you know mature enough to be able to and he's seen enough football to be able to uh, um, you know execute in the way that he should. I think I don't think him being a rookie quarterback is going to affect. Can you study of him? Do you guys see him 
has he faced everything defensively now? Or well, I mean, he's, he's faced similar defenses. You know, the Jets runs you know similar front to us and similar concepts. So he's faced similar defenses, and I, I think he's uh, seen the film of us to be able to uh, execute in the way he should. You guys talk about going one and zero every week, but how different is it? Uh, your mindset with this being a playoff game? Oh well, <laughs> you know, I, you know, each week we say you know we're trying to go one and zero, and there's possibly a game right after that. <laughs> you know, this one is, is more like we really, really you know embrace that that concept and that that, that motto to uh, go one and zero. So that that's you know it does intensify it a bit. Um, I'm not one that's going to lessen the game and say oh it's just a regular game. Uh, well, you know, the city of Cleveland has been waiting for this game, right? Uh, you know, the organization has been waiting for this game. It's not just uh, a quote-unquote another game. I think there is a bit of, uh, you know, anticipation in reference to the speed of the game, in reference to, you know, guys pulling something out of themselves that they haven't seen, um, you know, in the regular season. I think it's, it's more to it. What do you think your emotions are going to be like? Uh, well, in reference to emotions, I mean, we, we have a certain concept of defense that, you know, emotions will die down eventually. Joe Flacco got up in the team meeting yesterday and said that uh, you know, this is an emotional uh, you know, season and this, you, know, you have waves here and waves here, but at the end of the day when you get into the game, some, some, snaps, some snaps in, the emotions are going to run down. This will be uh, a game, right? This will be a game based upon discipline, based upon the fundamentals of which we've been fighting for all year, and, and that's what uh, Joe Flacco emphasized yesterday in reference to his experience. Is that your biggest takeaway from that when the veterans got up and talked about their playoff experience? Yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of key, key, uh, and that was probably the best team meeting that I've been a part of, just in reference to uh, the focus, in reference to the emphasis on. Um, making sure that you take every opportunity um, with, you know, intensity, with intentionality. And I think that that's the important part going into this, is this whole week has to be intentional. Uh, you know, I believe it was Coach Schwartz that said that, uh, you know, when you have a great play, it can make you a legend. But if you have a great mistake, you know, <laughs> it, can, it can worsen the, the, you know, the cases for you. I think that's the, that's the, you know, the, the idea this week in the process to make sure that we correct all the mistakes and figure out what we need to, to you know, overcome. It seems like uh, you've been here for quite a while, but you weren't here in 2020. Yeah. So how do you feel about the first postseason of uh, I mean, I, I feel good about it. I think that within that first four years of the contract, you know, if you can experience it, you know, every year that's that's you know a good thing. But also, if you can experience it once or twice, just being able to get that experience in. Uh, there's been a lot of guys that's been in the league ten years, ten plus years. That's never been. Um, I was talking to Taki Taki earlier, and he was talking about how in 2020, um, how, how the energy was and, and how uh, the process was. And even that team meeting yesterday, he said that we didn't have anything like that um, in, in 2020. The team that we had in 2020 uh, wasn't as close as it, as it is now. So I think that that's something to uh, be proud of in reference to the culture that we. I have and we are continuing to build here. You guys ended up with uh, number one ranked defense in multiple categories. Um, obviously, the clock kind of resets here now with, with the postseason started, but um, just how much pride do you guys take in that? And, you know, how do you travel that here into the playoffs and carry that forward? Um, you know, I don't think we carry it necessarily over reference to statistics. I think the score is 0 0. I think that we are coming into this with a clean slate. Of course, we have the, the mindset and the pride in the good way um, that we have the Cleveland name on our back, right? We have the city on our back, we have the organization on our back, and we have you know our name and, and what we've built as a team and as a defense. 
it's very important to, to uphold that standard. And I think that that's what we are aiming to do uh, going into the postseason. Of course, the statistics are important. We, you know, we celebrate those, but to say 0-0, zero, zero, we're looking to uh, build something more uh, for, the, for the postseason. The defense and the team overall wasn't as good on the road as at home for much of the year, but then you guys went down to Houston and played a really good game. Do you think you guys take confidence from traveling like you did on that day and for that game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing sometimes when you experience difficulties early in the season uh, so that you have that experience to be able to say, hey, I've overcame this already. This is something that I'm familiar with. So uh, for us to you know, have those away games that we did overcome, it gives us a little bit of edge uh, going into this postseason that Right now, it looks like it's, it's going to be nothing but away games. So, um, you know, again, we're focused on one and zero. Focus on making sure that we are still um, carrying that model of war, role warriors, and, and that's very important. So, when you talk about the closest of this team and it being different, where does that come from? I think it comes from the people. Uh, can't come from anywhere but the people, right? I think that uh, when we put the right people in place, put the right people into uh, the positions that they need to be in. Uh, you see the closeness, you see the uh, camaraderie, you see the chemistry, you see um, the ability for us to you know, rub off of each other. Um, there's anchors, there's different parts of the puzzle. Right? Everybody has a different role, and I think that, that when you put the right people in the right positions, uh, you see the fruition um, of a close team. Jay, okay, what, what is the biggest indicator to you that this team is just not satisfied in making plays? Uh, the biggest, that you want to do more? Yeah. The biggest in indicator is just doing more. Um, I think we've, we've just in the, in the first two days of this week, we see people uh, coming in a little bit earlier, staying in, in a little bit later. Uh, more text messages, hey, look, make sure you watch this. Hey, I saw this on, you know, with the running back, or I saw this with the quarterback. Uh, make sure y'all key this, uh, right? I think that that is the biggest indicator is just people doing it, you know? It's nothing that they're saying. It's nothing that you know, the coaches are saying. None of that, right? I think the emphasis this week is on the action, right? Um, the word is important, right? But if the word doesn't become manifest, uh, it becomes vain. So After the players wrapped up, head coach Kevin Stefanski was next. He previewed the Houston Texans and also gave us injury news about Dustin Hopkins. Okay, uh, excited about the opportunity we have in front of us, uh, going down there to play a very, very good Houston team. Uh, we have to have a great week of preparation. Uh, what we've talked about as a team, just this is the time where you really have to have a great week of preparation, whether it's a meeting or a walkthrough or a lift or practice, whatever it is. So uh, the guys understand that, and that's what we'll get ready to do today and, and starting this week. Uh, you know, we're also excited that we're the uh, first game. We don't have to wait an extra day, so we get to get up and go. Uh, but, you know, looking at this game, I know we recently played this team. As you know, they're different. Everybody's different each week, but C.J. Stroud's a great player. I mean, he's a great player, so we did not face him in the first one. Uh, you know, there's injuries that guys that are back on defense that they didn't have. They've signed a couple free agents on defense. So really, as, as everybody knows, you're a different team week to week, and, and certainly this is a different team we're facing, but I know it's a very, very talented team. They're very well coached. I have a ton of respect for D'Amico, his entire coaching staff. So uh it's a great challenge, uh, but we're really focused on, on the work that's going to go into it uh, this week. But with that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, do you expect Dustin to kick for you guys this week? I think it's unlikely. Kevin, what stands out? You, you mentioned CJ when you watch him on tape. What, what stands out? Yeah, you know, I, he's, a, he's awesome. Uh, we, I remember watching him early, Tom, because we had some crossover tape uh, and getting ready to play Baltimore. I know he played in that. That was his first game. And I think even in that game, you saw some plays and some throws 
uh, where you knew right away that, that that kid was was really really talented. And, and you know, I know our uh, the state has seen him play quite a bit. Um, so he, he's a he's a a very uh, talented young man. Uh, and and I think the the tape is what we as coaches always kind of go back to. And he's got some really great tape. Kevin, I <clears throat> I couldn't anticipated it, but would you in the in the future instruct your kickers not to do it what what Dustin did? Yeah, I think it's always that fine line, uh, Jeff, where you you want to make a play for the team, you want to hustle, but you also. Uh, you know, don't want to put yourself in harm's way. So those are things we talk about, uh, but you can't uh, you can't deny that our guys uh, have great effort out there. Kevin, yeah, Grant could be um, activated this week. Is he not? Is he not ready? Or is there a still be yeah, still could still could be. You talked about the changes you're going to see mm-hmm. with Houston. Um, what difference could it make having a guy like Will Anderson and even Grenard who's able to play more? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. It's like everybody. You you want all your players to be healthy at this point in the season. You know everybody's dealing with it in, in varying degrees, but uh, those are some really really good edge rushers they have. How do you feel about your uh, receiving core, the health of your receiving core heading into this game? Yeah, I uh, feel good. Obviously, Sed's still in the concussion protocol, but I think all those other guys are doing well. Some of the players spoke um, at a team meeting that have had Super Bowl playoff experience. Why do you think that was an important exercise for them? They weren't supposed to tell you that. Um, no, I think for all of us, you know, as you get started on, on the second season, I think it's important to hear from different perspectives. Uh, that's all it was. Was it just playoff experience or was it guys with Super Bowl experience that spoke? Yes. Speaking of perspective, <laughs> Kevin, um, Nico Collins, and just seeing the de- the way that he and CJ have developed chemistry in the past game with Tank Dell still out for them, how much of a challenge is he, especially just given his size? Yeah, I mean, that's that's it, Ashley. He's just a really physical football player, uh, can make contested catches, can has the speed, has breakaway speed. He's a big play uh, receiver, as you saw in the first play of the game the other night. Um, he's really, really talented. You, you spoke of perspective. <clears throat> Your, for your rookie season as a head coach, you took this team to the playoffs. D'Amico's a rookie coach. What is it as a, as a first-year coach that you just don't know until you, you know, until you know when you, you go into a, a playoff game? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think for all of our players, coaches, you have a lot of rookies on, on the team, guys that haven't been in that type of situation. Uh, it's exciting to be a, a part of it, but it also goes back to doing all the little things that got you there and, and really focusing on fundamentals. Th- those are the type of things that you talk about with our young players. What about for, but uh, I was more speaking from your perspective as a coach, what didn't you know going in that you learned in that experience, you know, yeah, I, I think for all of us as coaches, Chris, I would tell you every experience you're trying to gain something from. So uh, you learn from wins, you learn from losses. Uh, so every experience, uh, games on the road, games in prime time, those type of things, I think all of them you learn from. Is, Dust, is the feeling with Dustin Hopkins that you know maybe he's getting close and he can get back for some of the later games and you don't want to waste him in this game and make it worse? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't characterize it that way. America, I'd just say he's progressing, but I don't think he'll be ready for this week. Kevin, you said uh, a couple of weeks ago that Miles' leadership, you've seen a huge jump in that his teammates with 
say that, which they do. When you say you've made a huge jump in leadership, what, what does that mean exactly? What does that look like? Yeah, I think it, you know it can look like a bunch of different things. I think, yeah, I think biggest thing for me with all of our guys, Jake, is like you want them to be the best version of themselves. You don't want them to be something different. So when it comes to leadership, if you're a vocal person, be vocal. If you're not, don't. And and if you need to lead by example, you lead by example. So I think just with Miles, he's uh, very comfortable in his own skin. I think he can lead by example, uh, and he does lead by example, both in the building and, and on game day. He can also be vocal. I mean, he's not afraid to speak up uh, to his teammates and push them, sometimes you know, pick them up off the ground, uh, th those type of things. I think he's, he's grown uh, in a bunch of different ways, but it's, sometimes it's hard to really put a finger on it. When, you're, uh, when your best player is doing those things, you know, what does that do for your entire team? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think we're very fortunate to have a, a bunch of really good leadership on this team. Uh, when it comes from Miles and, and the caliber of player that he is, I think that's just a it's it's a greater driver certainly uh, of some of your messaging. When Amari has the kind of game he did the first time he went down to Houston, do you expect them to do something drastically different? Yeah, I mean, you, you play those, uh, you talk through those type of things, and you know, same idea from our perspective. Uh, you know, it's that chess match of things that we tried, you know, are you going to try it again? Or are you going to try it a different way? Are they going to adjust? It's, it's all those things that you go into a game, you have conversations about, but you really don't know until you get into the game. Uh, and sometimes you won't know until the third series. And, and so there's always that chess match that takes place between uh, the staff and, and, and their staff and see what their answers are. And you better have, you know, counter punches ready. Specifically talking about the postseason, what can Joe's experience in the league just really help one, the offense as a whole, but especially the younger guys as they're going through this experience for the first time. Yeah, I think all of our, you know, veteran players that have been in these type of games and, and veteran coaches that have been in these type of games, I, I think you can certainly message to the young guys. The, the rookies are really the ones that are, uh, you know, have not experienced these type of uh, games and uh, younger players. So you want to just message to them, again, going back to what we were talking earlier, uh, that what wins uh, doesn't change. Uh, it ultimately does come down to doing your job uh, and doing all those little things. I just want to clarify something with, with Riley. Since Dustin's going to be unlikely to kick, are you guys... Does it reset for the postseason, the elevation? It does. It, it does? Unlimited. Mm -hmm. So he's back to zero, so you Correct. Mm. It's hard to win in September, never mind in January. <laughs> Joe's pl playoff record, especially on the road, is it? I know you're confident in it any time, but does that give you an added boost of confidence? Yeah, I, again, I think when you're talking about you know, Joe's career, he's obviously done this at a high level in, in the, you know, the biggest game. So uh, I think the confidence comes from demonstrated ability. And with Joe, he's done it in these big games. But more than that, I think his teammates see how he works on a daily basis. I think they see him out there on the practice field, in the meeting rooms, and, and they trust in his preparation. Jeff Driscoll be your number two for this game? We're working through all, all that. Kevin, do you, uh, do you sense the uh, excitement from the city uh, you know, going into these playoffs? You, know, you were there before, but it was kind of a different situation. People were not out and about before now. Um, do you feel it? I'm probably a bad barometer for it, Jake. Uh, I'm sure knowing the city, uh, you know, I know how important this team is to them, and, and, and we understand that. We've seen it uh, however many times down on the lake this season. Uh, so uh, looking forward to seeing some of those Brownies fans down there on Saturday. 
It was good as a defense played all year. There were some bumps on the road. Then you went down to Houston, played great. Do you think you guys gained confidence from being able to travel and kind of play like yourselves? Down there? Yeah, but uh, yes, Scott. But as you know, these are one-game seasons, and and you got to answer the bell every single week. I mean, that's the fun part again of of the playoffs. It's it truly is one-game seasons. Uh, I've wondered this for a long time. What is, what is I your? Yes, Jeff. What, 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 is, what is your typical daily schedule here? Are you one of those five in the morning to one in the morning guys? Over. You know, I, I've always thought, Jeff, that when I get in the building or when I leave the building, uh, there's a lot of people out there that work a lot harder than I do. Uh, so I get in the building and have my cup of coffee. I'm not grinding like some of the people, uh, you know, around our, our country. So. Um, I'll leave it a, a mystery. Okay, but my point was going to be that, you know, I don't know how coaches do it and, and still can think clearly at the end of a season when some put in those really crazy hours. Yeah, it's football. We, you know, we, we got a great job. We, it's, it's fun. Uh, you know, we had a meeting this morning with the offensive staff. It was you know, a little loopy because everybody was tired, but the guys were into it and uh, excited about the opportunity. But it, it is part of uh, – Part of our gig, you're up early, you're staying up late. Kevin, the practice squad has kind of morphed into something different in the last few years. What, uh, how advantageous is that as a mechanism to kind of stash guys away or yeah, whatever you want to do? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's a good point because, you know, back in the day I want to say it was eight and now it's 16 and, you know, we, we still fret over not having enough spots somehow. Uh, but, yeah, to be able to have guys on your practice squad that you are – getting ready to play just in case. I think it's really important. As you know, once you get into the postseason, uh, you have a limited number of free agent signings. So to have guys that know your system, that you trust, that you could elevate in, in, a, in a situation where you need them, I think is important. Does that make, I mean, does that make you know, signing veterans more of a priority? Or, or do, you have to, is there, do you have to strike some sort of balance there? It's a, it's a good question. I, I don't know ultimately what Andrew's uh, – philosophy is when it comes to that uh, specifically but if you look at our practice squad right now I mean it's a good mix of young and old and I think it does make sense to have some guys that you're you know you just never know uh, you want to have guys that have have certainly have some experience we will we'll be indoors uh, definitely today do you like playing against a team in the playoffs that you have some working knowledge in because you played them already or because it's so week to week, do you feel yeah, like you tear it, it down and stuff? It goes so. both ways. It really does. Uh, you know, it's unique having played them just a couple weeks ago. You know, go back to 2020, playing Pittsburgh back to back weeks. I mean, those are, are unique because there's not there's not much new tape coming in. There's a couple games that, that you can watch and see maybe what adjustments and uh, things that they're doing differently from that first matchup. But it, it is certainly unique, but I don't think it gives either side an advantage. That's going to wrap us up today on From the Podium. Make sure you like and subscribe to the From the Podium podcasts wherever you get your podcasts if you want to find more episodes. Also, be sure to check out the Browns' social media platforms. You can check them out at youtube.com slash browns and on the Cleveland Browns mobile app. That's where you're going to find all the latest news as the Browns turn the page to the Houston Texans and to Super Wild Card Weekend and their game on Saturday afternoon. I'm Jake Malensic, and thanks for listening to the Browns From the Podium podcast.